I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is love, sex, and commitment. These three concepts are completely independent of each other. Love does not guarantee sex or commitment. Sex does not guarantee love or commitment. And commitment does not guarantee sex or love. You can have none of these, all of these, or most commonly some combination of them. However, understanding that the existence of one does not imply the others should help to reduce the amount of unnecessary suffering in relationships. In this episode, I'm going to run through the eight different possible combinations of these factors using examples from cinema to illustrate each. So if you want to learn more about these various relationships, go watch the movie. I'll also note that I'm basing some of these ideas on Robert Sternberg's triangular theory which use the concepts of intimacy, passion, and decision to reflect similar combinations. Now, let's get to it. The first possibility is that you have none of these things. No love, no sex, no commitment. In film, this person is often depicted as either a strange weirdo, like Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver, or a pitiable buffoon, like Andy Stitzer in The 40-Year Virgin. However, that's not quite fair, as this is pretty much everybody's starting point. So if you're in this stage, chances are you're a young person early on in the process. Don't worry, that will change. Next, let's say you just have sex. No love, no commitment. This is hookup culture, and I think this is best exemplified in the movie Fight Club in the relationship between Tyler Durden and Marla Singer. Tyler treats this woman like crap, and to be fair, she kind of enjoys it, which is interesting. And they obviously have no explicit commitment to one another but they do have riotous, epic sexual escapades, and that's what their relationship is about. Then, you can have love without sex or commitment. This is often unrequited love or a strong mutual friendship. One of the best examples of this is the movie In the Mood for Love, in which the male protagonist falls in love with a woman who is married to another man. She actually reciprocates his feelings, and they kind of have an emotional affair but it's never consummated, and she ultimately decides to remain with her husband. Next, you can have commitment, but no love or sex. A lot of marriages actually end up here. Not so fun fact, around 20% of American marriages are considered sexless, according to the National Health and Social Life Survey. A great example of this is the relationship between Lester and Carolyn Burnham in American Beauty. They're married to each other, so they're committed, but they're clearly not happy, and they're obviously not having sex, at least with each other. The relationship kind of falls apart in an arguably beneficial way when the two start being more honest with each other and with themselves. Okay, now let's move on to the next level, where we get two out of three. Let's say you have sex and love, but no commitment. This is modern-day romance. Remember, the Romantic sect was opposed to the Catholic sacrament of marriage, though they also weren't big on sex either, to be fair, hence modern-day romance. A great example of this is the relationship between Jack and Enos in Brokeback Mountain. Those two guys loved each other, they went on their fishing trips together, but they were married to other women. It's a common romantic plot. Next up is love and commitment, but no sex. This is generally known as companionate love. It's the kind of love that's romanticized in the idea of growing old together, sitting on the porch, holding hands, and basking in the warmth of your sweet and wholesome love. 
A great example of this is Norman and Ethel in On Golden Pond. It's sweet and endearing, though the passion has long since gone out of the relationship. Next is sex and commitment, but no love. There are a few different forms this combination can take, but the most common one is a tumultuous and whirlwind romance in which two people who don't know each other very well and may not even like each other very much can't keep their hands off each other and rush to get married. A fantastic example of this is the relationship between the protagonists in the French classic La Adelante, in which the newly married couple fight and make up to fight and make up. And last but not least is all three, which we might call ideal love. I'm going to be real with you. This one is extremely hard to get. Most people are going to end up with two out of three for the better part of their lives, so pick your poison. And there also aren't a lot of great examples of this in cinema, most likely because the story of a loving, committed, and passionate relationship doesn't make for good drama. When these relationships do show up in film, it's usually in the early part of the movie, and then something happens and the protagonist loses access to that relationship, which kind of serves as character motivation for the rest of the film. A good example of this is the relationship between Tom and Edie in A History of Violence. When we first meet Tom, played by Viggo Mortensen, he's married to a beautiful wife and has a couple of kids. Edie loves him and their peaceful little life, and she even dresses up in her old high school cheerleading uniform for him. There's even this point in the movie where he's looking at her in that uniform and he's thinking, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. What did I do to deserve this situation? And then, of course, something happens in the film, and all of this is jeopardized, which creates the dramatic thrust of the film. So, remember, love, sex, and commitment are independent concepts. The presence of one does not imply the existence of the other. And the examples I've given you all come from great movies that deserve to be watched in their own right. So I hope you found this useful. What do you think? Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe for the algorithm. And if you'd like to schedule a consultation, you can reach me at psychaxpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.